Welcome back to the Mackinac on Michigan show brought to you by the Mackinac Center's Frank Beckman Center for Journalism here on WJR. I'm Kelly Cobb. And I'm Jared Scorup. And last night, Governor Whitmer gave her State of the State address. And uh, we're going to break it down for you on the show today. Jarrett and I are going to give you uh, an overview of what we heard and, and the notable points of it. And then we're bringing in a number of experts. Uh, the Senate Republican leader, Eric Nesbitt, will join us. Holly Wetzel and James Homan from the Mackinac Center to talk the education and the fiscal side. Um, but big picture, let's kind of break down the speech, Jarrett. Uh, it sounded to me, in addition to some sort of kitschy 80s music theme that mm. was kind of looped through Well, she it. had an 80s theme going, but uh, I don't think she wants to bring the Reagan years back, from what I can tell. So. <laughs> yeah, really. That was a different time. Uh, it, it was it was a little unusual because it felt like an advertisement for the Michigan that she wants to create to try to grow the population. She kept saying, we're going to offer this program and this parent, this program, and parents should move here and people should move here because we're giving away a lot of free things, mm-hmm. which was interesting because she didn't talk about the real problems in the economy. She didn't talk about the real problems in our education system and how- she didn't, our, didn't acknowledge them at all. Didn't even acknowledge them. And, uh, and, and also just- a state of the state address is not a public advertisement to people in other states. Nobody watches it outside the state of Michigan. I'm not sure that many people even watch it in the state of Michigan. So that was my general take. I'm wondering, you know, what did you think of this? Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> probably many of our listeners, I'm sure, didn't didn't watch it. Exactly. <laughs> if you look at the, the <laughs> exactly. percent who do, it, it's not, not very high. So, I mean, first of all, the state of the state is important because it usually gives uh, a strong hint over what mm-hmm. policies are going to be pursued for that next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the last year... When the governor gave it, it was, gave it, it was the first time we had uh, Democrats in control of the legislature. Almost everything she called for, she got. Yep. So uh, if you were paying attention, and then a lot of stuff she didn't mention, um, they did anyways. Um, so if you were paying attention, you had a good summary of that. This year's was different. Um, she gave not very many specific policies. It was a lot of talking about uh, kind of the positive spin and what happened the previous year, which every governor has done, Republican or Democrat. They, they put the brightest spin, no matter the economy out there. Um, but I was surprised she did not go into here are the challenges we have. Here's what we need to solve them. Um, yeah. Because y- y- your risk there, especially in an election year, um, is is being disconnected and yeah. people feeling um, does she really understand the challenges that are out there, regardless of what the numbers are? And they are stark challenges. Michigan's still one of the few states that has not recovered our jobs since COVID. We are, are lagging in income gains. Um, but, but the one area we've had is huge budget gains. And she's spending a lot more money. And so she talked about the program she wants to spend on. Yeah. Well, let's start maybe with um, sort of the the economic growth side of things and the way she's coming at it. Mm-hmm. She outlined a number of different ideas. She's already already outlined uh, a vehicle tax credit of some sort that, or right. rebate that you could get money if you buy an extra car. money for electric extra. vehicles, extra money if it's union made. That's right. And uh, she's outlined a research and development tax credit, a child tax credit, a caretaker tax credit, an income tax credit where you get some degree of your money back. You know, if, at some point someone know. has to pay taxes uh, <laughs> for these, but no, that is the theme. It's, yeah. it's high taxes across the board and select subsidies to favored groups right child care uh for for people with kids in preschool for certain school programs uh for community college but for businesses uh she this governor spent four billion dollars last year on business subsidies she she talked about doing more none i repeat none 
of those programs have hit their promises from last year, but here we are. We're going to spend more this time around. Yeah, and I even found the the tax credit that she she uh, talked about last night for businesses, which was really the only one aside from a research and development tax credit for businesses. It was really started by Rick Snyder, who was a Republican, and the mm-hmm. idea was essentially that if if you if you create enough jobs, you get some of those wages that you've taxed back uh, right. to the company. Uh, the bill in the in the Senate that has been stalled that she's basically asking to push for uh, would do something similar, but it's not for small businesses. Right. It's for people who, who create businesses that create at least 50 new jobs. And there's also a number of hoops that they have to jump, jump through, including a diversity, equity, and inclusion requirements, usual, utilizing clean energy resources, and uh, if workers are able to form a union. So there's clearly she's using the tax law to favor groups pu- right to favor groups and to push for an agenda inside of the economy that she's angled for governor snyder called this the good jobs for michigan program um we now call it the no jobs for michigan program because it did not create um none of those those programs met the jobs that they talked about and and your big problem is um it basically is where a larger corporation is making a decision on where to invest um, and they're already going to do it, and then they jump on and add this as c- kind of so you don't get the revenue that you would have gotten. Now you've mm-hmm. just subsidized jobs that they were going to do already, and that's what the bulk of this research shows that eighty to ninety percent of these jobs were coming anyways, um, which is why so few of them meet the projections. I was interested also in another thing she didn't talk about, which was the population commission. Yeah, um, not mentioned. Some of the ideas seem to come from that, you know, housing. And, yeah, and and stuff, but but she didn't mention population really at all the population commission had to lay out problems um and the governor you know didn't spend a lot of time talking about problems but some of those things um i think were things she supports and i think a lot of stuff she wasn't going to support or wasn't mm-hmm. going to call for and so but it was strange that she spent so much time um on population and not a lot of time you know it, it was it was certainly as here's a reason why people should should come to Michigan, um, but no, neither the Population Commission nor the governor looked at what the states that are growing in population are doing. Right. Um, right. All, I don't think any of the main programs she talked about are programs uh, that are successful in high growth states. Those states tend to do the opposite, which is they don't have tax codes with a lot of tax codes with a lot of loopholes. They have low taxes on everyone and minimal number of loopholes. They have lower taxes on businesses overall and minimal loopholes. And this is the opposite. Higher income tax, we're going to get higher income tax next year, more loopholes. Uh, Obviously, if you have more loopholes in the corporate tax rate, that means every other uh, corporation or business that's paying taxes has to pay more to make up for that. Yeah. We'll get to the education and economy stuff with our guests in a little bit. But I did want to touch on a couple other parts that were part of it. One was uh, that sort of stemmed from the Population Growth Council was affordable housing. Mm-hmm. She's put out a plan, $1.4 billion uh, for 10,000 housing units in the state. This is taxpayer money that will subsidize the creation of new housing. I found it interesting, one, because this is not just houses, this is apartments. That's $140,000 per unit to, to build these in taxpayer-funded uh, uh, you know, money to to put forth to build new housing. But the other part is there's a whole agenda in the Capitol on the Renters' Bill of Rights that would absolutely decimate mm-hmm. the growth in the housing industry. Uh, and and that's not mentioned at all here. It's just here's a bunch of money and we're going to solve housing. It's it's unbelievable. One because uh, I think that the way the media read this and what the way people will read it is 
100 that we're going to have 10,000 new houses. Um, it's housing units mm-hmm. and it's new or rehabbed. Right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, you know, Kelly knows by background coming from the construction industry, $140,000 per unit. That's just the portion the state's going to subsidize. That is a monumental ripoff. Um, that is not going to be worthwhile for taxpayers over the the long haul. It's kind of unbelievable. Now, that is a rehab of a program mostly spent with federal dollars. But again, it's back to this point where it selects subsidies, which here is going to go to developers, um, rather than just doing a broad-based thing. What's the broad-based thing? Zoning reform. Yeah. We have zoning laws that are preventing, making it illegal to build these households and these things. And she's going to subsidize that rather than doing long, the easier thing of a broad-based zoning reform. Right. All right. Well, we've got to get to our next guest after the break, Senator Eric Nesbitt. Uh, so stay with us. We'll be back after a brief break with more of the Mackinac Michigan Show on WJR. WJR.